0: McCaffrey again and for the fourth time today, Christian McCaffrey scores a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: All right, we've got to get a little further in the season. It's like, like the ninth time this week we played that same McCaffrey highlight coming back from break because he's awesome. And like that's the highlight you play if you want to talk about the Niners or Christian McCaffrey. So we 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 just we have to get more more touchdowns on file so we can have more more choices. We just gotta get a little further like that into too. the season here. We'd we like McCaffrey like to win much. offensive
0: player of the year. Let's get some more touchdowns. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh well I we got good news for everybody. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's really good at football, and as long as he's healthy, he's probably gonna score a ton of touchdowns this year uh for the San Francisco 49ers. Our friend Evan Silver from Establish the will join us about 20 minutes from now. We're looking forward to that chat. Joey Kanish coming up next hour on the show. Pro sports, better, talking college football. All our bets, side total and props for the Commanders and the Bears on Thursday Night Football in the Power Hour final hour of the show. But for now, we continue P-squared, P-squared NFL Awards. Jake, please bring up the recommends. And Ken, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year, where the aforementioned Christian McCaffrey is your sole favorite atop the board right now. McCaffrey, plus 210. We have uh, co choices uh, in second with Justin Jefferson and Tyree Hill, both at plus five fifty, and then we will draw a line and go down to twenty to one, where Lamar Jackson and Stephon Diggs are both twenty, uh, Jalen Hurts and C.D. Lamb are both twenty eight, Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa are thirty five. Patrick Mahomes is 40, and then I just, I feel like this guy's on an absolute tear right now, so I included him, even though I don't know if he deserves to be included with these same names, but for now, and that's A.J. Brown at 40-1, to who's like on a, again, like on a tear the last couple weeks catching passes from Jalen Hurts. So, Ken, thoughts here on Offensive Player of the Year, and obviously the conversation will center around the three guys at the top, McCaffrey, Jefferson, and Tyreek Hill.
0: Right, I, I think, uh, I think it's, even if the order might need to be different or whatever i mean you've you've got the right top three names right and so you know first question in any award market is the favorite vulnerable i think in the mvp market we might get to a certain point in the middle of the season and maybe there are three guys similarly priced but we actually think one is the most likely to win and then we would bet at that point um In this market like i i don't really know what the argument is to mccaffrey being vulnerable like i don't i don't know what that argument would look like maybe like well his usage won't stay as high as the season goes along he can't possibly keep scoring at the same rate these are like not great arguments and it's very likely that his overall statistical resume in terms of how it projects he can get hurt it doesn't have to be like this but just at this exact moment like you want the market you don't want this but if, if it's a smart market it's sort of accurately reflecting what's happening so far in the games and who people are likely to vote for people are the most likely to vote for McCaffrey people are talking about him winning most valuable player he should be the favorite if he is the favorite that's correct so like there's nothing happening there. He should be short-priced. He's totally accurate. We talked about him being one of the most likely players to win for the last couple of weeks. After him, things get a little interesting in terms of order and pricing. So this is like a secondary conversation, right? There, there are award markets where literally the favorite I don't think is likely to win when we do other sports award markets, the NBA is like kind of starting to take shape. Uh, The favorite in almost every NBA award market is probably not going to win. So that would be examples of markets where like right on the surface, you're like, oh man, like I want to bet into this, this one, like you got, you got the right favorite and you probably got the right price. Maybe even should be like, I probably shouldn't be lower. could be a little higher. could be like three because it's so early in the season. Um, But after McCaffrey, this is where it's subjective. and It's really interesting. So like I might, have to eat my words on Jefferson. It's like totally possible, because if they beat the Chiefs and the market's starting to move that way, and I ne- I didn't even think this line move was possible, like if they're gonna be a field goal in a game against Kansas City and beat them in a game with a really high total, then like, he has to come back into discussion, and I would never bet him the price is already low, and I think they're way less likely to have as much team success as the other guys, and I think there's a ton of voter fatigue around voting the same guy multiple years. It's never happened, basically. I think like, Marshall Falk might have been the last guy to win back-to-back offensive player, so like he's got a ton of negatives, but like now like we're going from, I can dismiss him entirely if they lose... To like, oh, God, like if they're two and three and oh, by the way, he's on pace to have over 2000 yards receiving, then this is like it gets muddier and more problematic because he's like an additional candidate you have to consider. So like I can't do it. I can't say anything about him now. They won. He was awesome. They're a tiny dog against the Chiefs. The totals high. Yikes. Let's see what happens to me. The really interesting comparison. So like, all right, Jefferson's got huge stats. The team might not be very good. There's actually very little separating Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs statistically right now. Diggs has a couple more catches. Tyreek has about 65, 70 more yards. I mean, 65, 70 yards receiving. Sounds like a lot, except, you know, we play like but 13 one more catch. games. Um, right, exactly. They have the same number of touchdowns, too. They both have four touchdowns. So, like, from a statistical standpoint, we're talking about a very, very small line drawn between two players. And I know Tyreek's awesome and we like him a lot. Dix had a huge game last week. He was the one player I bet before the year. We talked about that at like 35 to one to win the award. He's still extremely live. They play Jacksonville. And I know like Tyreek has a really good matchup. They play the Giants. It's not that like the other guys can't play well too. Um, If you have none of, like I already have him. So this is a moot point. But like, if you don't have him, He's the price that seen. I don't think he should quite be as disconnected from the other three guys as he is. I think, like, the difference between Tyreek and him is a little too big. Now, that's a little semantics, because, like, favorite's not vulnerable, kind of the right guys at the top. We're getting into, like, the weeds a little bit. I do think that's the one thing about this market, though, is it's probably more like three receivers behind McCaffrey and maybe A.J. Brown, and they'll kind of duke it out to see who the best receiver is and who the, who's on a really good team, which is going to be part of it too. Um, so it's just kind of that ordering of those receivers, who should be ahead of who, what the right price is. Could definitely see Diggs popping again this week, and he won't be 20 anymore if that happens.
1: Uh, worth discussing any of the quarterbacks at any of these prices, Ken?
0: I just, uh, it, I, maybe you disagree with me. Doesn't feel yet, and again, very early, week-to-week league. At least right now, doesn't feel like we're headed for a record-setting quarterback season in any way, does it? doesn't really feel like that. No. You know, like, obviously, hey, look, could Mahomes torch the next four games? Could Justin Herbert torch when he comes off the bye, and he still hasn't thrown a pick yet this year? Um, you know, like, you, even your quarterbacks who are having great statistical seasons, like Cousins is having a great stat season. Matthew Stafford is second in passing yards. It's all kind of jumbled Stroud's and all over the place there. burrows. Yeah, Str- uh, Stroud's maybe had, Stroud's a pro bowler right now if the season ended today. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's all mixed up in a way where you don't see the big names having those big, big, big record-setting seasons. They'll have great seasons. Somebody will, more than one will. But just like Mahomes last year, the sell, because I remember I talked about him a bunch to an offensive player of the year as a quarterback and my cell was like look like he could end up actually breaking records like look at the stats and he ended up coming in i think he was a finalist for the award and he was dismissed by the market i mean 20 30 50 to 1 for a lot of the season no no like the record-setting numbers are there just look A a lot of people had him second on the ballot uh behind jefferson so like i don't see that guy yet and if i don't see it yet then i and i don't It doesn't really make sense to me right now to bet anybody like that. I think it's dismissed the quarterbacks. McCaffrey's the right favorite. The receiver order is very interesting. They're all actually live, and they probably maybe should be a little closer together than they are. So that's a little nuanced. That's not this amazing opportunity, but that's it's kind of the only interesting thing going on in that market right now.
1: That's offensive player of the year. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday, P squared, B squared, NFL awards. We hit MVP, we've done offensive player of the year. Let's do a little defensive player of the year, Ken, and I will give, like, the guys at the top of the market. Micah Parsons, your favorite, plus 175. Miles Garrett of the Browns, who are on a buy this week, uh, plus 250. Uh, TJ Watt at 5-1 to one for the Steelers. And then uh, this is not me drawing the line. It's the betting market. Uh, we go to Nick Bosa at 22, who is the reigning defensive player of the year. Both Chris Jones, Chris Jones of the Chiefs, and Aiden Hutchinson at 25. And I just I put this person in there just because he's coming off a six-sack game. Also, he had no sack. Going into the game. And also, um, I have him in two IDP dynasty leagues. Didn't play him last weekend either because he was invisible the first three games, and then scored seventy-three IDP points on my bench and I lost both matchups. Thanks for nothing, Khalil Mac. He's fifty to one, Ken twin defensive player of the year. Your thoughts on this market, please.
0: Sure. Um I've said this before. This award tends to be an incredibly reputation driven award make pro bowls make all pro teams then you be in the discussion for this award so it makes sense you look at the three edges at the top these are all first team all pro players they have that on their resume uh, one of them has one defensive player of the year already what the others have been finalists and gotten votes like this is all completely making sense the ordering and the pricing is going to get really interesting potentially for a couple reasons parsons can be the favorite that's fine he has this thing where he just sustains minor injuries like 16 different times during the season and it can potentially limit just the raw stats he can accumulate because remember last year this happened and you know then they had him in coverage more and he wasn't playing as much and bosa just like kept, inching up on him and inching up on him and finally passed him in sacks because Parsons just wasn't, he was pressuring at a high rate. He was still awesome. He just wasn't like accumulating sacks. And I worry about that with him again this year. And just like, I would never bet him right now, even though I think it is very possible that he wins the award. The other two edges have a completely different problem. Like I think the sacks are going to be there for TJ Watt. That's probably just seems like something that's going to happen. Sacks are probably going to be there for Miles Garrett. That seems like something that's going to happen. What if the teams aren't good? Like, that's the part of this now for both players that gets really interesting. The Browns lost last week, the Steelers lost to Houston bad last week, and are a dog to the Ravens this week, and Kenny Pickett's gonna play on like one leg. So just it's it's a little tough because this award is driven by yes, player success, yes, reputation, but also team success. Like, yes, people have won people have gone nine and seven and won this before. Watt did it, uh JJ Watt also did it, but like the history of the awards a lot more like 11 12 plus than it is nine plus so it just you know if the steelers are gonna be seven and ten he's not winning he's just not gonna win and if the browns are eight and nine or seven and ten garrett's not winning so like you almost have to price this the rest of the season maybe it's like well what team and what defense actually puts up like the 12 win season and maybe that's the tiebreaker between three players that might have really comparable statistical resumes but like vulnerable favorite right players like it's the three edges at the top it should never be anybody but them and the rest of the way it's just going to be like using team success and honestly like what voters are saying about each one to try to decide which one you want to go with at the end
1: well i'm just like based off your analysis there which makes all the sense in the world should we be tossing a couple bucks on Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Aiden Hutchinson? The Niners are going to be awesome. The Chiefs are going to be right. awesome. And we feel like the Lions are probably going to have a nice one-loss record. Maybe not like 14-3, something that gaudy. But, like, I feel like they're going to win, like, 10-11 games, which should, should, be, should be enough to get you home, potentially, right? With a monster statistical season as well. So what about that thought process here, right? And I, I, just, like, my preference uh, would be Chris Jones. Or like, Chris Jones. We talked like about him last media- week. Media... Yeah, like the, like the the media loves him, and the Chiefs' defense. Well, maybe like took a little bit of a reputational hit right. last week. And he
0: wasn't great <laughs> last week, and he was on no. the injury report too. Like I, I think he's playing with an injury, probably. It seems like but, so it's
1: but he had yes. the viral the he-, he had the viral moment
0: oh, after the
1: game with Rodney the Harrison, <laughs> the the the, the, v, the the VMC, the viral moment <laughs> for clout.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> VMAC, uh, I just, like, uh, to me, it's, there's, it's the difference between can these players win? I think Chris Jones can definitely win. Bosa can win, but it just feels like with each week, it's getting a little less likely, I guess would be the right way to put it. Andy won already, and there is voter fatigue attached to this award also, if you're not like Aaron Donald or J.J. Watt. Um, you know like that you have to have that kind of statistical season every week that becomes less likely so to me it's like that group and then hutchinson is like early like he is someone who you you can see winning this award in his career that makes perfect sense is it right now or is it like two years from now or something like that it's just that's the problem with him is he's almost trying to like jump steps in the reputation kind of market like if he leads the league in sacks i think he can win if he's like fifth and he's got wins and Parsons has wins, I think he loses every time. So it's just kind of like, he's got to really over, like this is what JJ Watt did in his second year. You have to overcome the fact that you haven't made first team all pro yet and you haven't gotten there yet by literally crushing statistically so much more than everybody else. So I think Hutchinson's got like a high bar to clear to win, but look like, can those guys win? Yes. Should they ever be priced as, as likely to win as the three we're talking about? Not yet, but if the Browns and Steelers start losing more, then the answer to that question is going to be yes. That the difference between the players needs to be less.
1: Is uh is Aiden Hutchinson Mr. Right or is he Mr. Right now?
0: Oh no, he's Mr. Right because he's going to win down the road. <laughs> so long term, okay, you want long term, you want to be in a relationship with him in Defensive Player of the Year, but not this what time. about uh,
1: what about uh, what about Trayvon Walker?
0: Seems unlikely he will contend.
1: What a, what a, what a great draft! Oh, because he's kind of long. Oh, he's got long Imagine. arms though. That's like yeah, well Trent balky Like what? Like what a shock! What a shock that that's how it goes. What a shock, right? Doing uh, a great great draft pick. Here's Trevon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. So stupid. Um, I guess we don't have time to do any other award here. I could have started us off on defensive rookie because I feel like that that one going to be the quickest. Or we actually have some stuff there on on I mean, roy No,
0: nah, that can we can we can start it. Why don't you read the market and we'll just start and we'll just uh,
1: go. I I literally only wrote down four names. Okay, Jalen Carter. Start. <laughs> well, Jalen Carter minus one twenty-five. Yeah. Devin Witherspoon at three to one, off of like his the Monday Night Football, like single-handed demolition of Daniel Jones and the he New was York the player Football of the
0: Giants week. in the conference. I, he was the Player of the Week, not rookie player.
1: He he should have been like the player of the week in sport like in, 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 in on Earth. <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> like Earth. Period. Human of human of the week. Uh Will Anderson, eight to one, and then Brian Branch of the Detroit Lions, who's been awesome, is also eight to one. So setting the table there. We'll get to defensive rookie of the year next hour on the show, along with coach, comeback, and offensive rookie. But coming up next, it will be awesome to welcome back to you better you bet, the maestro of matchups, the great Evan Silva from Establish the Run.